Welcome back to another episode of Lost in Translation. I am your host, Mr. VHS, recapping yesterday's events in the NBA, a game seven between the Utah Jazz and the Denver Nuggets coming down to the final buzzer in that regards. Picture perfect way for game seven to end and to begin and the middle the whole storybook was written real well the loss did come to the denver nuggets won that game and the utah jazz look to be packing up and going home after being down three games to one the nuggets beat the jazz 80 to 78 and it was a tale of halves in this game where it looked as if Donovan Mitchell was unable to do anything in that first half. He had two points and four turnovers. And Rudy had three fouls at the 6.54 mark in that second quarter. And the Jazz were down 40 to 30, 40 to 27 after Joker hits two. Then Clarkson hits a three, makes it 46 to 30. That was Clarkson's last points of the entire game in that second quarter. He was at 10. And then Mitchell ends the first half on a personal five straight point performance by himself it is 50 to 36 at halftime and everybody's thinking that Denver has taken this they are out rebounding the Utah Jazz 27 to 15 at this time Joker's got 13 points Porter Jr. with 10 he's 3 for 6 from the floor he has 8 rebounds as well Mitchell Three for seven, seven points, five turnovers, and three fouls. He was one for three from behind the arc at halftime. Murray was four for seven with ten points. Oh for one from three, three steals, and two for two from the free throw line. Rudy with six. Conley, one point. Oh for four from the floor. And one for two from the line. Second quarter, second half starts. 52-36, Joker hits a two, Murray hits a three, and then Mitchell just goes off, scoring 12 of the last 14 Jazz points since halftime. He scores straight 14 straight, making it 55-45, a 10-point lead in the third four. The Denver Nuggets with 7.40 remaining. The Jazz go on a 12-5 run. Mitchell has 18 points in the third. It's 58-50. He only had seven at halftime. He was on a tear in that game, putting everything on him. Denver 
missed the last 14 of 16 shots and we had under three minutes remaining in that 60-55 Denver's lead was down to and it seemed as if the folding chair was going to break for the Denver Nuggets where they were unable to sustain this run by the Utah Jazz who came out hungry, hungry for this Game 7 victory after being down in halftime. But with the defense that Mitchell had to play on Murray down the stretch, took him out of that offensive game when they needed him to score. They did make a switch near the end with two minutes remaining. And it was back and forth, 68-68 with 6.30 left in the fourth. And Denver trading the lead with the Utah Jazz. 78-74, Murray hits two points. And 47.5 seconds left. We are knotted at 78 apiece. Joker with his patented pivot, pivot, up fake. Gets the separation from Rudy and gets a little soft baby hook in the middle of the key to put the Denver Nuggets up 8, 80 to 78. And the opportunity the Jazz had, Conley pushed, pushed the ball up the court, had a great look at a three to seal and move on back of the rim with a little bit of English rolls out. And that is the game. The Utah Jazz lose after being up 3-1 in the series and the Denver Nuggets do what the Cavaliers have done to the Golden State Warriors and what the Golden State Warriors did to the Thunder when Westbrook and Durant were up 3-1 on them. So... History always being made in this bubble predicament. And the Utah Jazz are sent packing. Rudy Gobert had 19 points, 18 rebounds in that game. Despite the poor start from the beginning. He had 13 in the second half. Mitchell put up 15 in the second half as well too. Trying to lead that comeback. He finished with 22. Conley, 8 points, 4 rebounds, 7 assists. Clarkson with 10 points. And Joker finished with 30 points, 14 rebounds. He put up 17 in that second half, helping the Denver Nuggets seal the deal with Murray, only pushing for a 7-point second half but after that Charlie Horsey took from Ingles it really didn't look the same when he came out and you could kind of see that but nonetheless he performed and did what he needed to do Porter Jr. 10 points 9 rebounds 2 assists 2 steals really played big defensively and he was aggressive in this game Pops was watching so maybe the conversation took place between the two of them but nonetheless the Denver Nuggets face off against the LA Clippers 
and it should be an interesting matchup to see what and how Denver is able to maintain the push from the Clippers defensively and if they are going to allow the same letdowns they did in the previous series or if they've learned from that. Clippers did lose two games to the Dallas Mavericks. Christoph Porzingis was not available in the later stages of that series, but they have some stuff to work on, foul troubles, especially for Paul George. And they're going to have their handful with Murray and Joker and Porter, a bigger lineup to throw out there for those Denver Nuggets when they face off against the Clippers. Should be a great series. Looking forward to that. And speaking of a great series and not looking forward to that, the Toronto Raptors drop to 2-0 in the series against the Boston Celtics, losing an ugly, ugly game in which they outperformed those Celtics, but were unable to close out the game defensively, not able to get any stops, not really able to do anything at all. Jason Tatum is making himself known throughout the course of this league, and the way he played in that game was very methodical, took his time, picked his poison, and did what he needed to do to keep them within the game, even though it seemed as if Toronto was going to run away with it. Coming into the second half, outscoring them 30-20. to 20. Everything seemed to be going right. And then Marcus Smart, who was 0 for, hit five, I mean five three-pointers in a row. Kind of reminded me of how Chuck person used to go off in his Indiana days when he faced off against the Celtics. He got hot and it was nothing anyone could do to stop him. He hit a shot in OG's face with the foul, one over Pascal Siakam and just ignited and gave gave Boston something that they didn't have going into the second half of that game. And Kemba Walker was a no-show until the fourth. Smart had 16 in that fourth quarter. Kemba had 11 in that fourth quarter. And prior to that, they were not even a threat on the court for the Celtics in the first three quarters. But Jason Tatum just took his time, picked his spots, 14 for 14 from the line, getting to where he needs to get to and it just really scares me that the Raptors have nobody to get a defensive stop and to provide an offensive spark when they need it we lost Kawhi and that is why we do not have anybody that's able to do that Pascal Siakam is the main go-getter for the Raptors but his inability to not be the bigger dominant player when he should be the bigger and dominant player. Marcus Smart defended him real well. 
And it kind of reminds me how Gallinari, when he faces a smaller player, he squares up to the hoop, the ball is above his head, and his release point is high, and that's where his shot comes from. He doesn't bring it down, he uses his height advantage, and he hits those hoops. Pascal's got to do the same. Marcus Gasol, in that starting lineup, gave us six points and six fouls for the Toronto Raptors. Serge off the bench with 17 points, nine rebounds, and Norm Powell with the only other person to score off the bench with four. Boston didn't have any bench production either, but with Tatum's 34, his eight rebounds, six assists in the steal, and going perfect from the floor. Free throw line really helped him out. Jalen Brown had 16. Kemba Walker had seven until he dropped 11 to give him 17 in the game. And Marcus Smart, he had three points, but when he went off and dropped the 16, he had 19 for the game. Surge needs to be inserted into the lineup if Marcus Gasol is not going to provide any offensive power or influence for the Toronto Raptors. They need somebody at that center position. Daniel Tice has given us, given the Boston Celtics three points, nine rebounds, two assists, a steal and a block. Gasol's given six points, four rebounds, one assist, one steal, two blocks. Also six fouls, two for four from the floor, and two of those shots coming from three where he was 0 for 2 from behind the arc. And I won't want to say the Raptors are in trouble, but they might be in trouble. That game was an ugly game. They should have won. They should have had that victory. Pascal Siakam forgets about how big of the court he's playing on, steps on the line, and no timeout after a rebound. Is something I can't understand when you're down by three. With 3.5 seconds left, you can advance the ball, run a set, and get a good shot. And you lose all of that by dribbling it up the court and killing off two seconds and forcing a heave by Van Vleek at the end, hoping things go the way you want them to go. Offensively, they looked out of sorts. The dribble penetration with the hopes of the players not being behind you when you're about to go up. They need There needs to be better ball movement. There needs to be cutters. They need to be more engaged on offense. Make the Boston Celtics work harder on defense by rotating the ball and swinging it from left to right and then attack. The Raptors need to go back to the drawing board for this down 0-2. Everybody thought it would be an even series at one apiece, but the Boston Celtics steal this ugly, ugly victory. But it's not about how pretty it is. It's all about the W you achieve. And that is something that the Boston Celtics have done up to nothing on those Toronto Raptors. Tonight's other Game 7 the Thunder versus the Rockets. And we're going to see which Westbrook does show up and which Harden is around as well, too. If the threes aren't falling and it's an ugly-looking game, the Thunder have the ability 
to control the flow and the pace. If Shea Alexander produces, they will win. If Chris Paul has another stellar game as he did last game, they will win. There's a lot of stuff that needs to be done. The spacing on the floor with Westbrook may be a factor for the Houston Rockets because he clogs the paint. Harden looked in those last 5-22 out of sorts, as I did tell you on the previous podcast about their possessions and their inability to score. But that's the Game 7. That takes place at 9 p.m. tonight. And before that, we have game number two, the Miami Heat versus the Milwaukee Bucks. The Heat are up 1-0 in the series with Jimmy Butler's 40-point performance. He has joined LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James, and D-Wade as the only Miami Heat players with a 40-point performance playoff game. And we look for maybe a Giannis matchup on him late in the fourth if this game is close but the athletic ability and the shooting of the Miami Heat without Bledsoe hopefully he's in this lineup for today's game to give Hill that second unit a different look and a different boost coming off that bench but if Bledsoe is not able to go they're gonna have to find another person Dante has got to come out anybody from that second unit, Covington as well too, needs to be a threat offensively. But Miami's got a bench. They've got leadership with Iguodala, and they got continuity. We've seen the Bucks do this before. Will they do it again? Will they make a series and then break that series? Or have the Miami Heat found something within their team to slow down Giannis? and not make him as effective as he was throughout the course of the season and the series with the Orlando Magic, where he was just getting everything at the paint. It was a lot easier, but Miami is putting him on the line. They're making him earn his points and not give him any easy, easy dunks, easy rim, 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 rum, runs, rum, rim, runs, as he did in the Orlando series. I look for a better game overall by the Bucks defensively. Trying to stop the penetration by Dragic and making them, the Miami Heat, shoot their way to a victory as opposed to getting to the lane and being able to dictate the defensive stance of the Milwaukee Bucks by forcing them to where they want them to go as opposed to the defenders forcing the offense to where they need them to be. Getting them trapped in the double team, being able to slow down their offense, look for a full court pickup, look for them to use more time off the shot clock and make them less comfortable. Miami was very at ease during that course of the game and the defense alone after being down 40, in that first quarter with that 40 to 29 number by the bucks in the first quarter when unable to get past 23 throughout the remainder of the game 
Miami stepped up their defense. And Milwaukee turned off their offense and had no defense to back that up. Should be interesting. Game number two, even Stevens. Thinking even Stevens on this one. But Miami is that sleeper in this whole playoff atmosphere right now. They have the continuity team-wise and the ability to beat the Milwaukee Bucks in a best of seven. And we'll see what happens in the Eastern Conference. That game takes place at 6.30 in the NBA bubble-off that we have going on here. And the WNBA took place last night with the Atlanta Dream taking down the Indiana Fever 102 to 90. The Atlanta Dream are now 4 and 13. And the Indiana Fever move to 5 and 12. It was a great performance by McCowan. 20 points, 7 rebounds, 1 steal, 3 blocks in the loss. Courtney Williams, 22 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists, and 1 steal in the win for the Atlanta Dream. Carter also had 22 points for the Dream as the double deuces were a double double for the Atlanta Dream over the Indiana Fever and the Phoenix Mercury are on a roll right now defeating the Las Vegas Aces 92 to 85 they're on a four game winning streak six of their last four the Aces first loss they were 9-1 and one on a nine game winning streak in that game, leading scores, Diana Tarasi with 32 points, four rebounds, seven assists. Hamby with a double-double, 18 points, 13 rebounds, three steals in the loss for the L Las Vegas Aces. Unbelievable performance by Tarasi, who seems to be back after her injury Earlier on in the season, Diggin Smith had 20, Walker Kimbrough with 15, Asia Wilson for the Aces had a double double 17 and 10, Young 20 points, 7 rebounds in the loss for the Las Vegas Aces. Mercury are 10 and 7 now, Vegas is 12 and 4. With that loss and the Connecticut Suns eight and nine defeat the two and fourteen New York Liberty seventy to sixty-five. Kia Nurse had eighteen points, three assists in the block in the loss. Dewana Bonner with a double double, twenty-seven points, twelve rebounds, one assist, one steal in the victory for the Connecticut Suns who came out in the third quarter and really took it to them. The first quarter for 
the New York Liberty being down 10 and getting it back in the second. We were just unable to sustain that momentum heading into the second half. But that is the WNBA recap. Today's games, we have the Minnesota Link, 11-5 against the Chicago Sky, who are 11-6. That is the game, the biscuit of the three-piece. The LA Sparks against the Dallas Wings. LA looks to rebound after their loss to the Minnesota Link. The Washington Mystics, 4-11 versus the Seattle Desert Storm, who are 13-3. And, and we'll see if Washington can put something in the loss column for Seattle. And then we'll see if Seattle is ready to make another push into the postseason at 13-3. and three. Sparks are 12 and 4, and the Dallas Wings are 6 and 10. We should see what will take place in the WNBA, as well as the game sevens. Seven, because the other seven is done. One seven remains with the Houston Rockets and the Thunder. Name days, the Morris Twins are celebrating their 31st birthday. Mr. MIP, most improved Brandon Ingram, turns 23 today as well, too. And what will take place? Will it be Houston moving on to face the Los Angeles Lakers now that we know the Clippers? of their opponent with the Denver Nuggets? And, or will it be the Thunder versus the Los Angeles Lakers? Either way, this game seven is going to answer a lot of questions. Was that trade for Chris Paul really worth it for the Houston Rockets when they got Westbrook and gave up all those picks? Or is OKC the one smiling and saying, hey, despite the fact that we lost KD, PG, and Westbrook, we are able to move on in a playoff series when we were down and out after this whole trade took place? And will Chris Paul say, if I was around for Game 7, we would have won? Or is Harden going to be able to say, see... I just needed somebody else to help me out in the Game 7. Westbrook has some flaws in Game 7s. Harden has some as well, too. Chris Paul injured in those series versus the Golden State Warriors when they were on their run for their titles. So a lot of questions will be answered in this Game 7 tonight. Houston versus OKC. Is OKC going home? Are the Rockets moving on, or is it vice versa? A lot of questions, but answers only happen after these games transpire. I'm looking to see how Westbrook is prepared mentally and physically, and if turnovers is going to be an issue. Floor spacing for Houston might be 
condensed due to Westbrook being on the floor. They need to find a way to make Harden and Westbrook work together, but separately, or just mis mismatch. Bring him in on the second unit. D'Antoni's got to do something because if they lose, D'Antoni is fired. If they win, he survives another round to have the same conversation again. Billy Donovan in OKC is working with his parts. Adams needs to be a factor on the offense. Chris Paul cannot be passive and cannot force as well, too. He's got to let everybody get involved in this game and take over what he can. As well as Shea Alexander needs to be more aggressive when going to the hole. Mid-range pull-up jump shots should be a recipe of disaster and success for him as well as Schroeder coming off those screens. Once again, thank you for listening to Lost in Translation. I am your host, Mr. VHS. Mask up. Enjoy the games that are played. Raptors down 0-2 to the Celtics. Game 7, we saw Denver move on. Utah go home. Another Game 7 with OKC versus the Thunder versus the Rockets and the round two game two of the Miami Heat versus the Milwaukee Bucks. Enjoy. And I'm gone.